from the Pictures Out There studios. Welcome to the Pictures Out There podcast series with Dave Fogelman and Lee Stewart. Pictures Out There ties the future to the present and is a new approach for vision and action toward a better future. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Hello, I'm Lee. And I'm Dave. Welcome back to the Pictures Out There podcast series. Today, before we begin our discussion, let's briefly reflect on the two previous episodes. Last time, we talked about there are numerous reasons not to get engaged in this whole visioning Pictures Out There concept and exercise. A lot of reasons. A lot of reasons. (laughs) We enumerated our top 10. Uh, We called that episode, wait, stop, no, let's go. So there's a lot of push-me-pull-you if you choose to engage in this process, right? There's a lot of things that motivate you to want to do it, and there's an equal or greater number of things that will keep you from doing it. Previous to that episode, we gave you a very vivid example, a shared picture of spirituality and religion. Today, we would like to share an example of another picture. It's about our physical selves, our bodies. Dave? Okay, now before we go any further with you all, our audiences of the future and the present, let us just say this, and this is really not going to surprise you. We're not rocket scientists. (laughs) That is shocking, we know. We do have some skills, some knowledge, some experiences, but we would be the first to say that we're just regular guys. Y'all had probably already guessed that, right, hadn't you? Like we said before, there's no special credentials whatsoever that would make us uniquely qualified to create pictures. That's really important to understand. It is important. Knowledge is a wonderful thing. I believe we would all agree. You don't need a degree. You don't need a master's degree. You don't need a doctorate. You don't need a fortune or a title or celebrity or frankly, anything else. Absolutely no credentials are needed to paint a picture of the world you would like to live in. All you have to be is a human being. There you go. Pictures are occasionally created by people to great effect. We've shared examples with you from Martin Luther King Jr., John F. Kennedy, Malala, Greta Thunberg, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, and others. Even when they are created, it it is a power that is often tapped into unconsciously. And then the genie really begins to come out of the bottle. And so one of the things that we want to do is to really make sure that we use this power to create pictures consciously. We want to use it frequently, broadly. We would love it if over time this notion of pictures and using it as part of our daily life became a part of our language, a regular part of how we communicate with each other, how we solve problems, how we resolve conflicts, and ultimately how we maximize fulfillment, optimize joy and happiness at every level of our lives, individually, in our relationships and organizations that we're a part of, and as a society. So we're going to move on now to the topics for uh, this week. And I'm going to go back to a quote that we used uh, in our previous podcast to kind of set the stage, and then Lee's going to take it away. We had the quote from Deepak Chopra, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. You're not a human being having a spiritual experience. Lee? 
So let's talk about physical human diversity and our bodies. Diversity. Let that word sink in for a moment. Some would regard it as one of the most beautiful words in the human language. There probably is not a more important hill for us humans to climb than the hill beyond which we fully appreciate our own physical uniqueness, the physical diversity around us, and also for us to fully appreciate the physical uniqueness of every other individual. So we are spiritual beings, but our physicality is incredibly important. It's we're, we're in these casings and these bodies, even though we may be spiritual beings, that physicality is a huge part of who we are. Uh, that's how we see one another, know one another. Uh, that's how we sense the world through our physical senses. Well, here's a reality of diversity that we're surrounded with every day. It's a picture that already exists, but it's one that we tend to take for granted, but which we also appreciate and love when we become fully aware of it. It is the truly unimaginable diversity in the plant and animal world. Researchers believe there are as many as 18,000 species of birds in the world, 400,000 kinds of flowers. And I think Dave's wife, Candy, has most of those planted in her garden. <laughs> 17,000 types of butterflies, 60,000 varieties of trees. Those are just a handful of examples of the incredible diversity that we see around us when we choose to take notice of it in our physical world. Those numbers. Staggering. They, they're almost impossible to comprehend. And here on our small little hurtling piece of rock in the universe, all of that physical diversity exists. Yes. So what if we imagine the flip side of that? What if there were only one species of bird, one type of butterfly, perhaps just one flower? How poor would our life experience be? Yet... We struggle with finding equal beauty and equal worth in the physical diversity of our fellow humans. All sorts of things exist in our, in our lives that can make that physical diversity a challenge. First of all, just appreciating our own physical beauty, our own physical uniqueness, can be really hard amidst the countless messages saying that we're flawed. Let me say it again. We're flawed. Flawed. We're flawed, flawed, flawed. <clears throat> your hair is not lustrous enough. Your teeth are not white enough. And so then trying to develop a really deep appreciation for the diversity and the individuality of physical beauty that all others also possess. Well, wait a minute. If we're so flawed, they must be flawed too. Flawed. Flawed. <laughs> My gosh. Why is all of this so seemingly hard for us to overcome as human beings. To not deeply appreciate each other's physical being is completely unnecessary and completely wrong. We are often mega critical of our own physical selves, our own bodies, and we can be critical of the bodies of others. As a result of that, we create walls between us that we build brick by brick. And really this, this messaging starts early, early on. I mean, we're when we as adults look back on our childhood, I think we have some consciousness of it always being there. There is always those questions about, about your physical self. Yes, absolutely. These insecurities can make us blind to the diversity of beauty that lies in others. 
As we go through each one of the following aspects of our physicality, let's reflect on whether we're judgmental about this aspect of ourselves, reflect on the beauty that lies in the diversity of our faces. Let's stop for a second on that. Just really think about your face. Your nose, your eyes, your mouth, the arrangement of all those features. Think of the beauty of your face. Think of the beauty of the diversity in our skin tones, the colors, the pigmentations. Think about the diversity of our body shapes, our body sizes. All sorts of differences, all beautiful. Colors, the colors of our eyes, the color of our hair. Then what we sometimes consider as blemishes, for example, moles or freckles or blemishes. Lines, wrinkles, aging lines. Hey, how about laugh lines? And then think about the beauty that lies in the diversity of our individual body parts. Hands, arms, legs, feet, and our own unique beauty. So we've reflected now on that related to ourselves. Let's now shift to the physicality of other people. So think about all of the considerations that you may do of other people's faces. And whether you look at each person's face that you encounter as, again, a unique beauty. Skin tones, the variety of skin tones that we have. Body shapes, body sizes. Colors, eyes, other colors, hair, blemishes, moles, aging lines, laugh lines. That one, Lee, that one always, you know, it's a laugh line. <laughs> right. It's a laugh line. Yes. Really? <clears throat> we're trying to disguise it. We're, we're trying to get rid of a line that's been created by, by laughing. By joy. By joy. <laughs> Body parts. So if we could just see ourselves and see others as we truly are, because each of us is so very beautiful. Each of us is so wonderfully unique. Dave and I went looking for quotes from people here to underscore the point we're making, but almost everything we found were quotes about inner beauty being the real or the lasting beauty, and, and that's fine. Or discovering your real beauty, also known as your inner beauty. Or quotes typically from older individuals about discovering how inner beauty is permanent while physical beauty is transitory, some such. There's not really much about everyone being beautiful as they uniquely are at every age in every way. I, I was frankly shocked by that because when we went out to look for this, I, I fully expected there would be more things you know, in search that would, that would bring that up. And so again, if, if we say, well, whatever you are on the outside, whatever your outside physical beauty is, you've always got that inner beauty to count on. It's discrediting or devaluing, yes. So we're gonna do a, a little storytelling here uh, just to model some of the uh, reflection that you can do on some of these things. I was very overweight as a child. I had a, a sense of you know being overweight, being judged about that, 
Um, I did some judging of myself relative to that. But I've, I've been very conscious of having had that issue from the beginning of, you know, thinking, trying as much as I can to think of myself as a beautiful person on the outside, uh, even while some of the messaging I might have been getting from other people or from the TV or something might have said otherwise. Yeah, so I'll share a story. I am six feet three inches tall. I have been six feet three inches tall since I was 14 years old. When I first arrived at this height, I weighed about 60 to 70 pounds fewer than I do now. Let's just say I was thin. My parents uh, would check the wind speed before they would let me go out so that I wouldn't blow down the street. Well, I laugh about it now, but frankly, as a teenager, particularly through my high school years and into my undergraduate years in college, that was quite a burden that I carried. Here's why. Uh, I wanted to look muscular. Uh, most of my friends would go to the gym and lift weights and pump iron and so on and so forth. And I would do that and the effects were minimal. Uh, that really kind of got in my head for a few years. I had to overcome really nearly a life's uh, worth of concern about not being muscular enough. Here's a quick thing for us to do right now together. We would ask that you notice maybe one or two physical things about yourself that you regard as fairly unique. And perhaps these are things you've either not liked or you've not been particularly fond of through your years, much less grateful for. But right now, we would ask you to bless that unique attribute. So while you're taking that in and thinking about it, we have a second ask. And that ask is going to be that uh, in addition to that reflection that you're doing about yourself, we would ask you in the next few days, with each person that you see, notice one or two physical things about them that are fairly unique. And in that instant, bless that unique attribute. And maybe be a bit more focused on what is unique, different, and beautiful about each one of us. What we'd like to do now is uh, share a picture, our picture, of how we can address all of this. Our physical selves, our physical diversity in the future. And so what we're going to do is share what we think a future picture would look like related to society and how it views physicality and our physical diversity. So here we go. How we love ourselves and everyone else how we all love the way that we each look, how each of the children of the world look, and the way everyone else looks. You know, as a result, we now continually lift up all of our physical differences as cause for celebration. Those physical differences that make each of us beautifully unique. We now make this concept of loving our own bodies and appreciating the bodies of others an important part of the physical education of our youngest children, not only at home, but also in schools. We completely separate the concept of physical health from the concept of physical beauty. We understand these are two totally different concepts that should be completely separate in our thinking and in our feeling. We understand that if we fail, to develop our own sense of seeing everyone else as uniquely beautiful, then we are wrong. We are. We have the problem. It is our problem, 
and not the problem of the one we don't clearly see as beautiful. We now don't permit our diversity, our uniqueness, to be used as a weapon on any of us. Instead, it's a bond as we share those things that are physically unique to each of us. That love of our physical diversity further enforces our bond of commonality as we discover those things that are beautifully similar in all humans. If someone does not see the unique beauty in others, the unique beauty in each of us, then we help them with their problem. We help them develop security and comfort in who they are because insecurity is usually the root of physical bias. And physical bias often is the root of prejudice. And in turn, prejudice is often the root of so many of the world's problems. Parents, other adults, television, media, advertising, they now all lift up a common desire for each of us to express our own unique physicality and our own unique beauty. They reject the idea of looking like someone else as a goal or as a competition. The result is that we each feel loved. First, we love and appreciate ourselves. We feel great. We feel completely comfortable in our own skin. It's been incredible. That feeling of love and feeling good feeds into every part of our lives and our society and our relationships and helps us love life and make the world a better place. Okay. There you go. One picture, one mosaic, a colorful and variegated pattern showing in full beauty all the colors and shapes of the human form. This picture could absolutely happen. It absolutely could happen. It could start happening right now. Absolutely. Every individual thread in a beautiful tapestry or mosaic is its own beauty, uh, and we need to begin thinking of our physical bodies and selves in that way. So the map for getting to this picture is not that hard to draw, but with all that being said, what is your picture? We clearly cannot successfully continue as a global community on the path that we're on now with the walls created by wrong views on physical diversity. So, think, what's your picture? What could our picture be together? Why cannot we expect the best, supporting and loving each other in our individual physical self-expression? What would that take? So, so what? What difference will it make? Why, why do it? Well, we truly believe that if we create an imaginative, aggressive, and clear picture of our desired future on how we feel about our physical selves and our bodies, then the world will become a better place faster. We'll more quickly agree on how we want to view physicality as a world community, and we can best figure out how we quickly get there. And we can paint this picture of physical diversity and beauty and then proceed with urgency and joy to make it happen. If we go back to the beginning of this segment and the numbers that Lee shared about the number of species of 400,000 flowers, yeah, all of that, and think about you know when you will hear that sometimes uh, just in the media, think about when a new species is discovered. And everybody is, wow, that's a wow moment. 
Well, you're discovering a new human being. Yes. You're, you're looking at someone maybe differently than you have before, or it's a stranger, and you're looking for those things about them to celebrate right off the bat uh, without any hesitation. Okay, so now we come to that special segment that we enjoy so much every week where we talk to future generations, people out there. Lee, I think we always kind of say, hey, how are you doing? Hello, future. You found <laughs> us, this podcast, in a bottle. Yes. Washed up on some beach, we hope. <laughs> so we're going to ask the same questions relative to physicality and the topic that we're talking about today that we ask each time in this segment. How do we think that you did it, future generations? How did you get society to a different place relative to physical beauty and physical diversity? We imagine that you confirmed each individual's beauty from their first day, and you never stopped. We imagine that you taught children about the beauty of our human world of similarities and uniqueness. We learned how to listen better. We suspect that you all may have courses that you teach early on in grade school about listening skills, communication skills. Uh, we believe that you learned how to seek to understand each other's stories and perspectives. It was hard then, once you had heard someone's story, to not care about them. And the story that people tell about themselves almost invariably, if not invariably, brings out everyone's beauty. We expect you had to overcome some obstacles. First and foremost, the excuse of, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time in my day to notice something beautiful about every person I encounter. You had to set that aside and overcome that. Another obstacle was the starting point of, well, you're not beautiful, and now prove that you are. Ah, so do we start with the assumption of beauty and uniqueness or do we start with the assumption of imperfection? Imperfection, And once again, we kind of go to this abundance and scarcity thing. It's kind of like, well, whatever I feel about myself, boy, if there's somebody else out here who's beautiful, that's a takeaway from me. I've lost something. I'm less special. Right. We imagine that future generations came to a crossroads at some point where a societal decision was made about whether diversity would be blessed appreciated, nurtured, even applauded, or whether that same diversity would be griefed, negated, submerged, and possibly even erased. We think that future generations must have realized that love demands the lifting up of diversity, the diversity that is part of our creation and of our ever-evolving world. We imagine that you had to get rid of negative messaging in all forms, right? Today, it's easy to think about it being in television, media, entertainment, media, etc. But in the future, there are even going to be other messaging methodologies and forums available. We assume that negative messaging had to be removed from the equation. That advertising that either overtly or at least indirectly says, hey, you're lacking in your appearance. Your hair is not lustrous enough. Your teeth are not white enough. You need to lose 15 pounds. We assume those messages are gone. And that teasing, generally among children, but sometimes among adults, simply was no longer allowed. Yeah, we'll have uh, the opportunity in some future segments to talk about different forms of violence, teasing and bullying being one of those. 
But we think that in the future, you all have overcome that and you don't permit it. And again, you have clarity between that acceptance of yourself as you are, as physically beautiful. And then you certainly have an opportunity in a lot of cases to go make changes and and do some things that are fun and enjoyable. We also think that uh, you all have uh, overcome the notion and, and now have clarity around someone else being beautiful does not make me less beautiful. This notion, again, that beauty is abundant and infinite and not scarce. You know, there's 10 people in the room. Only one of them can be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Nonsense. The others of you, not so much. It's crazy. Nonsense. It's not a competition. Yeah. And we think you all have solved this. So, uh, again, the challenging question that you all in the future always ask us at this point is, why was this so hard? We have this at, at this different place. And it's beautiful. Why was it so hard for you all to change from this place you're at to to where we are now? The power of fear, the power of insecurity, uh, absolutely, and many of us can lead us to a very scarce view of the world. We are much more aware of what we might lose than what we have to gain. And so that can lead to competition And it can even lead to kind of a fight for dominion over the public view of what is beautiful or what is good. And guess what? There's a whole lot of money to be made about making us feel insecure. And there's money to be made in making us physically competitive. There are entire industries built on that. So as we close this podcast on our physical selves and loving the wonderful physical uniqueness and beauty that each of us possess. We'd like to conclude with a song lyric that confirms the unique corner of the sky that each one of us has. This heart of mine was beaten strong. There's a song I was born to sing. I searched with a smile, did it in style, for that long familiar ring. Laying in my green field of dreams, sunshine my beacon to fly. No holding back, gonna find my corner of the sky. Sometimes the days seemed like a flower, opening a petal at a time. Then by the minute, by the hour, another mountain to climb. With helping hands and my own plans, Dreams came to life with a try. A heavenly track, I found my corner of the sky. The sands of time have a rhythm and rhyme. An amazing grace has a name. And that familiar ring is the song I sing, ever-changing, ever the same. Amid a touch so light, the sounds, the sights, The thing I've learned by and by, where, when, and why, the world's my corner of the sky. Where, when, and why, the world's my corner of the sky. And that is our podcast for this week. Thank you so much for joining us and look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thank you for joining our podcast today. For more information about Pictures Out There products, services, and communities, or to contact us, 
please visit us at picturesoutthere.com or reach out to us on Twitter at the handle at PicsOutThere. You can also find us on Facebook. Please join us for our next podcast. We hope you have the day of your dreams.